0: There's something outside. What is that? Wow.
1: With you tonight on another episode, episode number 23 to be exact Of On the Shoulders of Giants, Talking Old Timers with Thomas And that would be Thomas Steinberg. How are you?
0: Still old, Julie, still old, but not feeling it uh, Well, I'll tell
1: you, uh, you, you guys get any snow up there yet?
0: Higher up uh, as a little bit in the elevation and we're starting to get in on the on the hilltops uh it will work out hopefully it'll be a usual West coast winter of more rain and wet than snow,
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I've been seeing uh some of my friends posting their pics on Facebook where it's they're they're in snow right now, and um you know, I hate to say it, but it was like seventy five degrees today or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean I I'm like, hmm snow. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember snow. Um but yeah, it's uh it's it's turning into to winter now, so here we go, another winter. Um <laughs> so what we're gonna do for this show, we're gonna get into a little bit more serious tone because recently I, if if our listeners have not heard, I know many of them have though, um, Bill Miller passed away, which is a really good friend of yours, Thomas, and it was also your, um, you guys did a uh, Sasquatch tour that you both did, and now he died on October 1st at 63 years old, and first let me give you my condolences, and I'm, you know, sorry
0: for your loss. Thank you, Julie, thank you. It was, so uh, I know
1: that you and and Bill met back in '98 at the uh, a Sasquatch conference. Is that correct?
0: that's correct. He he attended a conference uh, that I was speaking at at the uh, planetarium in Vancouver, and he he was coming up here uh, a couple of years uh, at that point, uh, getting interest in the, in the Sasquatch, and he uh, sort of. Uh, well, he had been interested since 19, the 1980s when he had a personal experience he couldn't explain at Lake, uh, Lake Tang I believe it's called, in Minnesota. Now, he was interested. In, yeah, I, I first met when he introduced himself to me at the uh, planetarium at the uh, conference uh, in Vancouver. That's correct. But mm-hmm. uh, he was coming up here in his summers and spending it at 20-mile bay with uh, Friend of ours named John Miles. Uh, he was coming up here oh. for a couple of years before he finally introduced himself to me. Uh, wow! So yeah.
1: he had that um, experience back in I believe it was 1980, if I remember right, and um, he won. Yeah. that really always played on his mind about what in the world did I see? You know, he wasn't somebody that was out looking for one. He just happened to be night fishing, and had that experience, so it kind of fell on his lap. Um, more. So, yeah, he was,
0: you know, yeah, for he was just sitting there, sitting in a fishing boat with a, a buddy of his who had drunk all the beer and was passed out in the front of the boat, yeah. and they were in a little swampy pond area off the side of Lake Botain. I think that's how they pronounce the lake name. I'm not sure. And uh, he, he could hear this. Thumping noises, like uh, he described, like thump, 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 coming, almost like running in his direction, in the in the trees, which are only like twenty feet, twenty five feet away, and he uh, say, "Oh God, what is this? Is this the world's largest bear coming? I mean, we've only got a fishing pole to deal with, and a buddy who's passed out in the front of the boat." And he could hear it coming, 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 and then all of a sudden, it was. It seems like it was all around him. And he just saw the outline of something sort of like a shadow that was a little darker than the darkness around it. And it just kept right on going. And he still wow. to the, to the day he passed away, wondered about it. He was ready to hit that motor and peel out of there and, uh, risk getting the, the engine all tied up with these lily pads or like rope. They wrapped around an engine, but he was going to do it anyway, but he didn't have to. And, um, he always wondered about that. He always wondered, that got his that got his uh, going on 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 the Sasquatch.
1: That's kind of scary. If you're just yes. sitting there fishing, and yeah. Yep. So that's that's an interesting story. Um, so many years ago, too. So he really he was already kind of going out before he even met you. So he he'd been doing it for a long time. Before he passed, yeah,
0: 1981, yeah, yeah, 1981. Bill Miller was one of the. Oh, I don't know how you describe him. Uh, one of the main uh, investigators, uh, private investigators into the JFK assassination. He knew everything about that, and all the people. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. He was. He was. Uh, he was um, absolutely amazing what he told me. He had me spellbound about what he knew about the JFK. Who was who, who was standing where. I mean, you look at anyone. He could name almost everybody in those shots in the Zabruder wow. film. I mean, he knew it. He knew it all. And uh, uh, he, he was really into that. And and at, uh, the one criticism I had of Bill, uh, especially the Saskatchewan bill, was he he was always get right in the middle of things, but he wouldn't write anything down.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wouldn't write anything down. He'd just get it all in his head. Uh, uh, and he was in Seattle visiting the Ford Motion Picture Lab because he wanted to buy some Super 8 uh, uh, film, the same as Sabruder had in his camera, to do some experiments with for the Kennedy assassination, when a little man told him, that Yeah, this is where that famous film was developed, the 1967 film. I remember it. We watched it right there on that wall. Uh, and he wow. Said, uh, and then the guy told him, he said, yeah, first it was uh, a businessman who came in that had the original film, and about a year later a little cowboy showed up to have copies made. So that's why <laughs> I know uh, the, the Paris and gimlin film was definitely developed at the Ford Motion Picture Lab at 306 Fairview Avenue, Seattle, Washington. Wow That is interesting.
1: A little cowboy We all know who that was
0: Bill Miller went in there to get film for, To do a, a bit <laughs> of studying On the more experiments For the Kennedy assassination
1: <laughs> Wow <laughs> That is so that interesting his... <laughs> Well I'll tell you He um... Now I had never met Bill But, um, you know, I I was familiar with him and familiar with um, his investigating, and I knew that you two were – you you guys were – he was the creator and um, originator of the Sasquatch Country Adventures, right? And you two were doing that.
0: Well, he, he had the idea. He he was trying to find a way to subsidize research because he he was an American citizen. He's from Illinois, Panora, Illinois. And he'd come up here in the summertime. He'd go back home in the wintertime. And uh, he he, he wanted to figure out a way because so many people were coming up to us uh, at the time. And I've always had this, you know, people saying, oh, boy, it's fascinating what you do. I'd love to go along on something like this. And Bill had the idea, well, why not start a little tour company to give. you know, people, a little example of uh, the kind of thing we do, and we had a couple of areas around that we could take people to where uh, um, incidents had occurred and stuff like that, and he thought, well, we have a little tour company, so he had the idea of starting a little company called Sasquatch Country Adventures, because he already had a Polaris Ranger uh, utility vehicle to use, but... I tell you, he had the patience of a saint because uh, it seems like everyone was just trying to stop him, you know, with regulations and rules and throwing wrenches in the gears. Uh, the border giving him a hard time because he he wasn't a Canadian citizen, so he had to run a business, try to run a business up here, and it sure wasn't easy. It was Bill's business. I just basically did the, did a lot of the tours for him. Wow. And uh, well, let's face it. If someone's going to give a Sasquatch question, who better around here than me? <laughs> exactly. Right on. Well, yeah, I'll I'm, tell you, uh,
1: he. Um, <laughs> and you guys actually would take what? What group? How many in a group would you guys take
0: out at a time? Well, the machine usually held a maximum of five, but every now and then we had two machines, so we could take a few more. But it, they were usually quite small, most eight people, right? And we had some oh. groups phoning us up saying, i got 23 people here. Can you do it? He said, not all at once. <laughs> uh, yeah, no but kidding. most of them were like two-hour tours. but sometimes we did all-day ones as well for groups that were wanted to go out all day and things like that. We did it all. Yeah, our biggest problem was the Forestry Service shutting down the areas we were going to because we had a few forest fires, things like that. So all of a sudden, oh. roads, roads certain roads and routes didn't exist anymore, <laughs> oh. and uh, that was the main problem. And of course, maintaining the machine and everything was it was getting to be a problem too. But uh, other than that, I think that I think the people who took the tour really enjoyed it.
1: Wow, so he, he, you guys actually went to places where they had been sighted? That Absolutely, people yes. Believe they saw the Sasquatch?
0: Yeah, in other words, Sasquatch Country Adventures, we told them alleged true encounters. We, knew, Unlike other tour groups, we didn't make anything up for the sake of excitement. Wow. <laughs> and, of course, the history of it, because we could see, you know, just point over to the Chehalis Reserve and say this is where the – name Sasslinson's first coin in 1929 by J.W. Burns and give the whole history of that and everything. People really seemed to like it, people who had an interest in it.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, Well, I'd always
1: heard really good things from people um, on social media. Mm -hmm. That was a good time. And now did you guys ever do any um, – Example in casting or anything like that? Or was it just like um, just a, a day tour where you went to those places? I mean, how involved was it?
0: Well, uh, during all of our time on the tour, there was an incident. There were two incidents where uh, tour the, the people on the tour thought they might have seen something. Okay. Uh I did at least two with me. One with Bill on the other side of the lake where they were looking at what could have been a footprint. Um, the two incidents. it was a, a family with this a little girl who, uh, whose name I don't remember just offhand, uh, but she was she was only about nine years old. But she's one of these kids that are really intelligent. You words, know, she's going to be in college when most kids her age are just going going maybe uh, high school first year. Wow. I mean, uh, yeah, we're coming back and we were taking the shortcut to the main road rather than going back the main tour route. And all of a sudden, her mother tapped me on the shoulder and said, "She thought she saw something." I so, said, so "What?" "Oh, uh, well, back up!" back backed all the way up and right where the where the hillside was. And she said, "There was something up there along the tree line, and it's not there now." <laughs> so wow. whether or not she saw one of those stumps up there and us moving. Uh, uh, made it look like it was moving she said no those two stumps were there but there was something in between them and it's not there now so who knows what the what this little girl saw but it was fascinating and then about and in May of 2019 we were going back down with a couple of guys all the way through the tour route and we, there was usually this high observation point we used to stop and explain all the history because you got a great view of the Harrison Lake area from up there he explained things. We're coming back, and I actually stopped and pointed out this is where, and I was telling him the story of the little girl. And he finally said, Well, he finally said, Look, about a kilometer back down the trail, I thought I saw something, but I didn't say anything. And his buddy that was with him said, What do you mean you didn't say anything? He said, I didn't say anything. And we said, Why didn't you say something? He said, Because I kind of thought maybe these two guys, Bill and me, were pulling something. <laughs> You know, he, he he saw a figure as we were driving by as he was looking out to the left, and we kept, we didn't see it. We kept going, and he didn't say anything because he thought, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm on a Sasquatch tour, and what I think I see a Sasquatch the first time out. Uh-uh, these guys are pulling right. something up. He thought we put a cutout there, had somebody in a costume or something like that. But we, later on, as the tour went on, we were explaining things and the history and stuff, and... I explained, and he kind of realized, no, these guys aren't pulling anything; <laughs> they're, just, they're just telling us serious stuff. So he he said, I saw something. So we all rushed back there and went looking around, <laughs> hiking around, and there was definitely an area amongst these uh, young fir trees where all the all, all the uh, ferns there and they had been flattened. Now I don't know what he saw because like, he wasn't sure either because he only saw it for a couple of seconds. Whether it was a large black bear standing up on his hind legs watching us go by, or he actually saw a sasquatch, have no idea. He thought he found a mark on the ground that was a track. I thought it could be it could be anything. It just looked like a shapeless mark on the ground to me. But there's another thing. I've, I've noticed through the years how some people think they see something, and it could have a completely you know normal uh, everyday explanation, but they talk themselves into it. <laughs> What I mean. Mm -hmm. By the time we got back down to the trucks, his strange figure, shapeless figure that sort of stood up uh, as we went by, metamorphed into a nine-foot primate. Definitely, (laughs) at least in his
1: mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe he did, but the point is he didn't say anything when it happened, and we're all a little upset with him. <laughs> and he was a little upset with himself because his thought at the moment was, oh, yeah, these guys are pulling something. Yeah, yeah, And he was right. watching us. I mean, the odds. What we he do, but we just. He
1: to himself, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> Bill and I just kept right on going talking about the Sasquatches, though nothing had happened because we didn't see it. <laughs> So he finally, he finally, after about another 45 minutes, realized, no, these guys aren't faking anything or trying to pull anything over on it. So, okay, listen, guys. <laughs> I might have seen a Sasquatch. <laughs> so we all went back and tried to look at it, but there was nothing to back really, in my opinion, other than flattened ferns and everything that, that showed that something seemed to have been bending down in that area relaxing well, that area and uh other than that no <laughs>
1: that is uh that's interesting that uh you know he would say something 45 minutes later and you're like ah cuz if he would have said something right away yeah guys went back
0: right, you we might have seen it we might have seen it yeah, seen yeah. It. but he didn't <laughs> he didn't Oh, so man bad. The two signing reports I know of of Sasquatch Country Adventures, well, at least the two I was involved in, Bill took a number of tours out himself, and a, and, a, and another guy who was doing tours for Bill uh, as a driver and, and interpreter was a, was a buddy of mine named Brad Trent. But as far as I know, Brad had a lot of bear signings and stuff, but nobody on his tours actually thought he saw a Sasquatch. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, now did... Um now, I, didn't you guys go out with John Green on occasions as well?
0: All the time. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the reasons uh, on the six-wheel Polaris we got a canopy and doors put on was was for John because we were taking him out a lot. Uh, because okay. But John, John was very old and, and failing. We didn't want him to get pneumonia or anything, so we put doors and right. the canopy. And we learned firsthand, at least Bill did, for God's sakes, don't let John Green drive. (laughs) (laughs) He has a habit of of hitting things. (laughs) Oh, We had a lot of fun with John out in the carrier going out looking for Sasquatch evidence. You know, we're going down this old, overgrown road. We're getting slapped in the face because it's early December and it's getting cold. Those branches are frozen. Whap! Ooh, ow! Ooh, ow, ow! And John would say, "Boy, last time I was on this road, it wasn't nearly so overgrown." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go, well, when was that, John?" "Oh, 1973 <laughs> <laughs> God, you know, a lot happens in twenty-five years. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they grow. Oh, awesome. Well, I, uh, and I got. Yeah, a I, I
1: know that pictures on the internet um, of of you guys with with that vehicle and there's some stuff there with him holding a cast and different things and um, now did he actually cast footprints that he had found himself and th- did he display them when he was at conferences later on or sure, I, I yeah, know you, you guys were at a conference
0: Bill Miller never got the opportunity to cast a track. He saw a few alleged, but there were always, you could see them, but they were too shallow to cast. Okay. I mean, I know of two instances where Bill actually found tracks that I wasn't involved with. There's also a possibility he may have photographed a Sasquatch on a day that I was not with him. Uh, The photograph was taken in 2002, again, up the west side of Harrison Lake, where Bill was was out by himself because at this time he was still living up there and bunking with uh, with John Miles up at the twenty mile bay camp, and he was just doing one of his usual spur of the moment. So let's check down here. Let's check down there, and he was alone and he was uh, uh, sitting outside his jeep when he he saw a clearing about a mile away on the side of a mountain. Like, the, he was on one mountainside. There's this great big valley and the other mountain in the distance. He thought he saw something moving. And he had a 35-millimeter camera at that time with a 600-power zoom lens. And he quickly aimed it, tried to see it through the viewfinder, had trouble getting, getting him because when you zoom in on something that's a mile away, sometimes you you can't find the exact spot. But he, he thought he did, and he started. He snapped three pictures. Through the pictures didn't turn up, But the third one... You see something that looks like a, a dark brown figure from the back walking away. And if that was a Sasquatch, I, th- I believe Bill Miller photographed one. Wow. Uh, two times on tracks, again, we're up to 20 Mile Bay in a feeder stream with John Miles. And later on in 2000, and, and I think it was like 2006, he was up around 34 four kilometer point, again with John Miles. When they found they a wet spot, where they think maybe a Sasquatch had heard the vehicle approaching and had taken off, because uh, there were places along the road right where this track was found, where the stones and everything had been turned over and the underside were wet and and they and they hadn't dried yet. So they figured whatever left this track had uh, just had been in the area and maybe even heard them coming. I went up there hmm. and looked at it about a week later when there was hardly anything left to see. Uh, but, uh, well, I published, uh, Bill's photograph in that in, uh, I believe in the Sasquatch of British Columbia book. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But we had a lot of fun. I've got hours of, uh, videotape, uh, of, uh, myself and Bill Miller going out in the bush with the, uh, with the, uh, with the Polaris just doing research, not doing tours. And, uh, we, uh, Well, I call him the, well, there's more footage we can't use footage because every time Bill had a very wry sense of humor and he'd say something crude or something with the cameras rolling, <laughs> go, well, there's more footage uh-huh. we can't use. Well, there's more footage we can't use. <laughs> That's oh, just the way hey, I, I, that
1: yeah, is he funny. Singers. <laughs> he loved the
0: zingers. He loved the zingers. Wow. Yeah. It
1: just seems um, unreal that he's gone. I mean, just
0: yeah. It, well, Bill, Bill had, had a had a rough life. He was in. He was a two time cancer survivor, and wow. he had was. And not long before 1980, he was involved in a horrendous car wreck. That he actually sued for uh, the. Um, automotive company and won because of the defect in the vehicle yeah and uh and um he he, his leg was broken something like 12 different places or something like that and that's why he had he always had trouble walking afterwards because uh he, he never really fully recovered from that and that affected him later on when he started having problems with his legs because he had to have a He had back problems, too. He had to have a number of surgeries to deal with. And uh, he actually had a pacemaker put in, and that pacemaker was messing up, in my opinion, and medical opinion, was messing up the, the blood flow in his body, and I think that's what eventually caused him to go septic.
1: And that's what he passed from?
0: Absolutely. He he was found unconscious in the bottom of his trailer here, and he was rushed to the hospital. He spent about a week in the hospital in Chilliwack in critical condition, and they transferred him for another week and a half to the hospital in Abbotsford, and he was in real bad shape, and he could hardly speak. And then it was decided, because he was an American citizen and he wasn't really covered up here, to send him back down to a, a facility in Washington. Where he spent a number of times, a time recovering, and then they transferred him again back to Illinois, back home. And Mm. it was there on October first, twenty twenty, he passed away. Mm. Yeah, but I really um, he he came back. He wanted to come back up here so badly and do more research. He he just wanted to come back up here. He wouldn't listen to his doctors, and he was told, no, you really should stay and take it easy. Don't go back. And I went and picked him up at the airport, and I gave him a blast. I said, Bill, what the hell are you doing here? You're in terrible shape. Uh, no, I'll be fine. And, and, and uh, uh, I could tell he was not well, and he should go home. And uh, it was... Uh, another friend who found him in the bottom of the trailer he'd been lying there for for about 12 hours before he, before he was found and taken to the hospital that, That's,
1: oh, boy that's sad i hate to it, hear it that it really
0: was the guy the guy had a i he frustrated me cuz he wouldn't write anything down but boy he knew how to ask the right questions you know and when the mm-hmm. when MK and all that crowd in 2009 came out with that ridiculous massacre at Bluff Creek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, he, uh, Bill and I were talking with John, and John at the time, well, John would never really like going after people, no matter what they said. He was a gentleman, right? Uh, yeah. We said, well, John, we can't let them get away with this. I mean, they're basically accusing you. Rennie DeHind and Titmus and Gimlin and Roger murdering a bunch of human like humanoids and Right. People. Yeah, and we said, we got to do something about like this. So Bill said, I'm going to write an article. And I helped them with every step of it. Matter of fact, I wrote part of it and uh, mm-hmm. I did a, a lot of the research. And we published an article in 2009 about the uh, two articles, actually uh, The Massacre of Bluff Creek and a follow-up article because Bobby short and others were claiming the guy in the blue Creek mountain footage was Bob Titmus, And they thought the blue Creek. I'm positive MK thought the blue Creek mountain footage was never before seen parts of the Paris and Gimlin film. And mm-hmm. he was totally wrong about that. And we kind of blamed ourselves for that because MK before this massacre, theory was in rather high regard with us all. And, uh, and uh John Kirk and or, uh Rob excuse me, uh, Chris Murphy and um and uh, Rick Knoll uh we we sent copies of what we call the lecture film of John Green's down uh to get their opinion on some things and this lecture film had part of the Passion Gimming film on it, but it had also parts of other films that he had shot over the years because it was a lecture film, something he used to use right. for public speaking purposes in the days before video and computer, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What you did, you had slides and you showed movies, right? Right. And, uh, right. And and, and uh, I believe it was Rick Knoll or, or Chris Murphy who sent a copy of that film to M.K. Davis to get his opinion on it, and M.K. took a look at it, and he looked at the Blue Creek Mountain footage that was spliced into this lecture copy of the film, and he thought he was looking at on never-before-seen footage from the and gimlin film and came up in this wild massacre theory. And we told Bobby Short and all that time, no, that is not Titmuss. You see Carrying the Shotgun, that movie. That's a man named Keith Gazera. He was the pilot who flew Green and DeHinden and Moffat and the tracking dog White Lady down there in August, September of 1967. And you're looking at Granny DeHinden's footage of the Blue Creek Bomb, but they wouldn't listen to us. They insisted mm. it was Titmuss. And Well, we published the articles, and as far as I'm concerned, we blew that whole massacre theory out of the water back in 2009, and I I don't know what Pilates thought of it, but he went totally silent. I never heard him mention the massacre theory again. Bobby Short stayed pretty stubborn on the whole matter until she passed away, and of course, M.K. Davis is still pushing it. Oh, I know. It's... Yeah, yeah, No, but it's not. It's all nonsense, and... Bill Miller wrote that article. I helped him with it, and I think he did a hell of a good job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, absolutely, and it was based
1: in fact.
0: It was based it in
1: fact.
0: You, all you have to do is go to my site, Com. scroll down to August of two, 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 2019, look for the uh, for the post titled, Here We Go Again, mm-hmm. Part 2, and you can read those articles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, and he definitely. You guys definitely know. You know the players that were involved in it, the the places that everything happened. And um, but no, don't take your word for it. <laughs> you know, uh, it it doesn't make sense.
0: It just doesn't. No, it doesn't. And of course, I got a lot of fond memories of Bill. Whenever a, a, either one of us screwed up on something, we would hold it over each other's heads for weeks. You know? <laughs> the zingers, but I had him with a real. I had him with a real good one. There was a, when his father passed away. Uh, Bill was trying to bring his father's uh, Winnebago from Panora, Illinois, up here to the Pacific Northwest, right? So I flew down to Peoria, Illinois, to do some of the driving because Bill was, you know, having health. He always had health problems, and uh, I was going to do some of the driving. I actually did 90% of the driving. And I started <laughs> off we are heading down, and Bill said, well, why don't you let me take the wheel for a while? And I said, okay. You know, I figured he's driven this route before. He knows the way. <laughs> so And uh, <laughs> we started heading south. on. I can't remember the name of the highway, but you're only supposed to go down, like, 20 minutes or so, and then turn right and head across the Great American Plains towards the Pacific Northwest. So I went to sleep for about, oh, I don't know, four, five, six hours. I was still jet-lagged from the plane ride there. And I woke up, Bill had pulled into this check stop, this rest stop area. And I woke up, and I went to the You Are Here sign at the the entrance. I'm (laughs) looking at it. And I noticed in the difference, the outline of a large city. And I said, What's this place? We can't be we can't be going by that close to Chicago And I look I look at it. You are here. I look at the city of the borough. I call, Bill, get over here. <laughs> what the hell are we doing here? This is Kansas City. <laughs>
1: oh my God. The city of Missouri,
0: he took us six hours. The wrong way. <laughs> oh, my God. Six hours the wrong
1: way. you got to love it.
0: And Bill's looking at uh, the sign, and he always does what he always does. When I caught him doing something bad, he just looks down and goes, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, every, he probably didn't any, uh, live that one down, huh, for a while. Well, every, every time afterwards when he thought he had me on something, I just looked. Uh, and uh, if other people were, were with us, they wonder what I was doing. I'd start singing, Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. <laughs> Thank God. And he'd, that just is look at, funny. He'd, just, he'd just look at me and glare at me and then chuckle a little bit. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, he took us six hours down all the way into Missouri just outside Kansas City. <laughs> Good Lord. The
1: oh man, what a day that must have been
0: Oh, oh it was mm. close to 5 o'clock in the morning By the time we got back up to the turn And let me tell you, I drove most of the way after that <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, he yeah. he
1: had um, Did he have a pretty good sense of humor?
0: Oh, absolutely Um uh, the fun, most fun I ever had with somebody in the field was with Bill Miller. He had, wow. a, he had a he loved he had that real zinger personality. I know it's it's an American trait in the in, in, in the Midwest, I guess. So, you know zingers. He called them zingers. <laughs> you know these little insults that you're not supposed to take seriously. He loved doing those, and sometimes he got under people's skin up here because he. <laughs> They didn't understand him or where he was coming from. And poor Bill was thought he was being funny and charming, but he was actually getting under some people on some people's nerves. I was just used to it. <laughs> These things people say about the, looking at the videos with him and me together out in the bush was the was the banter between us.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, well, here we are. We're at a pond somewhere or a lake way up high, and Bill's scanning and you hear him narrating on the thing, and I said, "And I just like to point out that I started. I immediately grabbed the camera and started scanning for Sasquatch evidence, and my Thomas Stephen went right for the salty snack treats. Oh man, <laughs> there was a bag of chips we took along, and I took a few of them. <laughs> I said, well, there's more footage we can't use. Oh my God, that is too funny." <laughs> so, you guys
1: were pretty much everywhere in that area then. And how a, many years did you do this, the tours?
0: Well, Bill first got us, we were going out ever since I met him in, in 1998. Matter of fact, I'm the one that got him out at 20 Mile and into a uh, where he could put his trailer in, in an area closer to the town because it's just murder going back and forth from 20 Mile Bay all the time on that unpaved road. So, right. for logistic reasons, he decided he wanted to be closer to town when he wasn't out in the bush, and I agreed with him, and we got him a spot in the in the Bigfoot campground in Harrison Hot Springs to put his trailer, in. that's where he summered. And uh, we go out from there, and that's when he got the idea to run to start up Sasquatch Country Adventures. But uh, Bill, uh, I tell you, we did a lot of. Uh, Serious investigation and a lot of fascinating incidents. And uh, uh, well, I'm i have been posting interviews with witnesses, and soon I'm going to start posting some of the ones we did together, like uh, Bridal Falls Forest Service Road in August of uh, or, or July of ni- of uh, 2008, when we had two incidents, four and a half hours apart, half a kilometer apart, by two different witnesses who didn't know to know each other, and we both oh, investigated. Wow. That was fascinating. And, and the bear hunter at Ruby Creek, the seven-kilometer point of Ruby Creek, that said one of these creatures threw a rock at him. Uh, I was with Bill when we did the backup for investigation for that one, and Bill was with me when we found the footprints. So. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Now, wasn't Bill a mayor of that city at one time?
0: Who? Bill Miller?
1: Yeah.
0: No, not not that I'm aware of. No, no, no. Okay. He was never married no, anything.
1: No, I must... <laughs> okay, I just I must be thinking of somebody else then. But yeah, um... I think
0: you're thinking of John Green. He was uh, he served a term as mayor at Agassiz for a little while, and I think he was on the council at Harrison Hot Springs as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's probably what I was thinking yeah. then. Yeah.
1: Wow. He, he's he been doing it. he was doing it for a long time and even his health was really bad, he wanted to get back up there.
0: So, wow. He was stubborn and Jesus. he wanted to do it to the end. He wanted uh, to find an answer. He really, really did. Ever since he, when he took, the key point was when he took that picture in 2002. He was convinced there was something there. Now, to the untrained eye, you may think it's just a bush in the distance, but, uh, to the trainer, and he never published that picture either, and he didn't want it published, and uh, I don't know what I'll do with it now. I'll think about it, and uh, Mm -hmm. it definitely looks like a figure, but to the untrained eye, it could be, uh, you know, a bush, and if it had been anybody else but Bill Miller who took it, that's what my assumption would lean towards. But Bill saw it moving, so... That's why he was taking the pictures in the first place. Yeah. He saw it. Yeah, yeah. And I think he just mm. looked lucky enough to catch it before it disappeared.
1: Yeah. Oh, I tell you, it's, uh, it's been a rough year. It's been a it rough is. year.
0: And we're, we're, we're having the Jerry Matthews and, and Gwen is handling his affairs up here at Jill's request. Jill is Bill's widow uh, in Panora. And... Um, and we're trying to get things sorted out for her. And uh, we're all jumping through hoops right now. We still are. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, he is he a good friend. I know he's had a lot of good friends in the field. Um
0: and he John had a Kirk lot of people. Heard, yeah. And yeah. he
1: were good friends, I know. You yeah. guys and John Green. And, I mean, he just right there in the mix of it all.
0: Absolutely. He never met Renee because Renee passed away in two thousand and two. Uh, he never met Grover. I introduced him to Bob Gimlin and uh, and, and guys. Yeah. Matter of fact, I introduced him to John Green. But <laughs> yeah, Bill was Bill. Bill Bill was well liked, but he was well hated too by the uh, what you would call the inmates running the asylum. Uh, yeah, and because I can imagine. Bill, would say something absolutely ridiculous on, you know, one of the websites, and Bill wouldn't let it go. He'd, he'd give the facts. He'd give the facts, and I actually said to Bill once, why are you jumping through hoops like this? All they're going to do is go silent for, for four months and then say the same thing again like you never said it. But he was relentless. Bill was relentless. He said, this is what happened. These are the facts. You draw your own conclusions.
1: Okay. Uh wow well i I can tell you there is some stuff out there um on social media bigfoot related that just drive you nuts uh, <laughs> gotcha.
0: so I, I can see his point <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i'll say i'll say <laughs> absolutely So he was
1: definitely in the not in the camp of
0: of people who
1: um Believed that these things would come through portals or any
0: of that stuff. He was no, a very no. grounded,
1: scientific-minded person. Bill Miller was
0: exactly like me in that regard. He was he was uh, totally zoological. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah, zoological. That was, that's good.
1: Hmm. So what what becomes of the the tours now? Are they is it a done deal, or?
0: What becomes a what? Repeat that, please.
1: The the tour thing that he was doing—is anybody else going to continue it doing it? Or?
0: Yeah, it, it was Bill's business, and it, it dies with him because I I really oh. have no interest in running a tour company. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I no. just did it. I just did it for him because he was my friend, and uh, and and that helped along with it. But uh, I really have no desire. 'Cause I saw what he went through. And I don't want to get mixed in with permits and licenses and this and that mm-hmm. and GST collection taxes. blah, forget it. I have no I have no desire to get involved in that mess. I really am mm-hmm. amazed I mean Bill Miller had the patience of a saint, all oh, the trouble they were giving him at the border all the time and things like that and he, he never I, I would have lost it half a dozen times. <laughs> I think, but Bill, oh, Bill wow, was always—he yeah. knew, he knew to keep calm and stuff like that. And uh, uh, and uh, you know, he he come through, and the border guy would give him a list of things he had, a list of hoops he had to jump through. And again, he never wrote down information or took names because he'd go back again, and they said, "Oh, I don't know why that border guard told you that. You got to do this, this, and this," you know, and give him a whole new list. It was almost like they were making it up as they went along. That was my impression. Huh. But just give him a hard time, you know. Just giving him a yeah. hard time. Yeah, and uh, uh, and most of the Canadian. I, I mean, in the U.S.A.E. He, he got a little hard time too. But the Canadian ones, I, I I I couldn't believe every time he came up here, and when I was with them, it seemed like they had a whole new set of wrenches to throw into his gears. <laughs> yeah, it was it was ridiculous that the fact that he ended up having to dish out for a lawyer to get some things sorted out. Wow. Yeah, because like I said, it's almost like they were making up the rules as they went along. It was no set Duh. standing <laughs> You know, you had one guard that didn't like you. All of a sudden, you had all kinds of problems. You got another one that care <laughs> it was easy. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That that's amazing
1: that he had the patience to, you know, stick in there. Yeah. And but it, it's awesome because it was so um, so cool for people that were able to go on that tour and actually get out there and you know become involved in what was going on, what's been going on out there, and I mean, I'm, I'm just sure it was a great time.
0: I think now wasn't he? We...
1: Um, no, go ahead.
0: I think every time we took a tour out, the people, at least all the ones I did for them, I did well, almost 200 of them for them. Uh, they they loved it. They loved Aww. it. In fact, one of the things that Bill, uh, especially, I loved. I loved it when uh, rich Americans came up to do the tour. Uh, they wanted to, because they were usually the ones that wanted to do the old day one, and they were always big tippers. Uh, <laughs> and it always you Bill so happy when he got a $50 tip and uh, then uh, American Family came up here and I, he asked me to do it and I did. Spent the whole day out with him, showed him everything and told him the whole history and stuff like that. They loved it so much they gave me a $100 tip and that really irritated Bill. That's great. That's great. But Billy said uh, he, yeah, he, he said he, he would tell the, the whole history just like I did. You know, he would stop at every, every point. What some of the tours were supposed to be two hours, right? The the, the cheapest tour was a two hour tour, but they were never two hours. They were usually stretch out the tree, maybe even longer because, you know, she uh-huh. you got you didn't want to come back in and the people loved it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd they say. loved it. Yeah, they
1: loved it. Well, now he was—he um, did a lot um, in regards to. Now isn't there a Harrison Sasquatch Museum?
0: Yes, Bill Miller and myself are the main reason the the Sasquatch has been re, well revigorated in in Harrison after John Green passed away it seemed like the town was going through another stage of trying to distance itself from the Sasquatch. So we got, we got in touch with the, they had a meeting we were asked and we were lucky enough that the head of the tour board in Harrison really likes the, the, Sasquatch connection. So Bill Miller and I got with him and said, they're all trying to figure out what to do to attract tourists. And I said, you've got something to attract tourists, the Sasquatch and the town's association with the whole mystery from the beginning. You know, this is it. This is the Willow Creek of Canada here, right? And, and we'd had a town meeting. You could just tell all these people who own businesses, oh, maybe we could have a wine and cheese tasting festival or something uh, like that. I said, no, I'll bring back Sasquatch Days. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And that so the let's... museum of
1: 2018, didn't it?
0: Yeah, the museum opened up. Uh, Bill and I—most of the stuff in there is stuff from my collection and a few things from Bill. But we were—we played a major role in getting that started as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: And that's um, where's that located at? Is that uptown or?
0: It's right in town at the info center. But Tourist city. Okay, you can go in. You can go to the other the the other half of the building and tour the museum. It's free to charge to the public.
1: Wow! And you you have stuff of your own personal stuff in the museum.
0: Most of it is mine.
1: <laughs> wow! How cool is that?
0: huh. Oh yeah. I, it, I said, it's, "How cool it's, is that? It, it, I'd love to go see that." Well, and whenever you come up here, Julie, I'll take you on a tour of it. That would be awesome. All right.
1: Yep, definitely be awesome.
0: Now, it'll also take you to where all the historical places like where Jacko was captured and the uh, Ruby Creek incident, the Chapman incident of 1941. I can show you all of it.
1: Wow. That sounds I like should. a plan to me. <laughs> I tell you, this last year of, of COVID and the can't go too far, do too much, it's just I'm over it, you know. <laughs> I need a vacation. Um, so yeah, I'd love to come up that way.
0: It was, it was, it's been a major problem here too. As a matter of fact, most of this summer the, the museum was actually closed because of wow. COVID. Yeah, Harrison almost shut down completely for a while there because of COVID. They're only starting to start up again, but now they're thinking about a new wave of COVID now. And now everyone's talking about shutting down again and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's
0: um it's not good. It's no. Been a hot not, mess this year and it, I won't be I won't be upset to see 2020 pass into history cuz to me this has been the worst year ever. I know. It's just mm. been one thing after another,
1: after another. And um you know, a lot of people's had a really rough time. And lost people that they love, you know, not just from COVID, but other things, you know, like Bill's situation. And uh, it's just been it's just been tough. And, you know, Bill's legacy will be carried on, though. Um, he certainly won't be forgotten.
0: Absolutely not. We had a little our own little memorial service firm up here and uh, it went very well. And uh, Bill will be fondly remembered by all of us up here. Yes, absolutely. Bill Miller, he was born in 1957, passed away October 1st, 2020. I will never forget him.
1: Yep. I, I bet not. I mean, he's just um, – you two definitely made quite the pair out there, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to have
1: tagged along with <laughs> 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 There's more footage <laughs> Some of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I I i posted a, little, a few of those on my YouTube uh, and uh, Facebook page now. If people want to see it, just stroll down and look for Bill Miller. You, you give you give I'll you know, give you an example of what I had to put up with.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Um, Folks, if you're listening to, to what Thomas said on his Facebook, definitely want to go on there because you, you post some really good stuff, and I'm glad you got back on Facebook.
0: Well, you know, Facebook is interesting. It's, it's taken a lot of people tra- dragging me, kicking and screaming into the 21st century. I mean, mentally uh, I'm still a man from the 1970s, and we didn't have it back then. I don't think we need it. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we finally
1: convinced you to, Come aboard Facebook, and, you know, it's um, it's great for sharing the kind of stuff that you have, you know, to get that out there because, you know, that's, that's stuff you're not going to find anywhere else.
0: And if you go to YouTube, you can see some of the trips we did with John Green. I've still got a few mm. more to put up there, but if you go to my YouTube channel, you can see some of the uh, footage of uh, Bill Miller and myself there, And Bill Miller, myself, and John Green, the late John Green, going out. Uh, Yeah, a lot of fond memories, a lot of fond memories. So many people I've been involved with in this have passed away. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, Thomas, it's getting up to be
1: the top of the hour here, and um, I think we're in a pretty good spot to... Wrap it up because I mean, what else can you say? Just God bless you, and sorry for your loss. And I know that um, we'll we'll always be remembering Bill Miller. That's for sure.
0: Give a give a prayer out to Bill Miller, and give your thoughts to his widow uh, Jill in Illinois. And absolutely, um, we, lost, we lost a good one.
1: Yes, we did. We certainly did. Well, I want to thank you all for joining our show here and um you know, make sure you check out Thomas's Facebook page and his website at www.thomassteenberg.com. A lot of cool articles on there and uh check out some of that stuff with Bill Miller in it. Well, Thomas, I I'll, I'll talk to you soon and we'll we'll get another show going and uh of course, we'll be back.
0: So, Roger that Julie, I'm still here just getting older.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You're not old. Yeah, uh, I know you're L
1: not O L D. Old timer.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you say that, but you think so. I know it, I know it, I know
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Thomas, for the, another great show. Love the show. So um I wanna thank you listeners, of course, and um just uh, remember, you know Bill Miller and all his contributions to the Sasquatch community, and uh, he will certainly be missed. So, we will see you again on the next show. Thanks for listening.